Hey, it's Jermichael Jordan, and I want to welcome you back to Decoded. Decoded. So there's this joke I heard once about two caterpillars who were crawling across the grass when a butterfly flew over them. One looked up and nudged the other and said, you couldn't get me up in one of those things for a million dollars. Now, right now, I guarantee you your reaction is similar to the reaction I had when I first heard this joke. The first time I heard this joke, I laughed, but not because it was funny but because I thought it was the lamest joke I had ever heard in my life. It took me at least 15 seconds to figure out where the punchline was. Needless to say, I never found it. As a matter of fact, the only thing I could think about after hearing this joke was how ridiculous could that caterpillar be? To spend its entire life crawling on its stomach and the one day that it looks up and spots a beautiful butterfly flying in the air with amazing colored wings that had unique designs, and instead of being inspired by what it saw and what it had the potential to become, it chose to see fear and cling to a negative perception of itself. However, it didn't take long for my laughter to turn into a deafening silence, because it was at this moment that I realized that this joke wasn't about a caterpillar. No, this joke, this joke was about me. It was actually an accurate depiction of my life at that time and the reality for many others, I'm sure, perhaps even you. It's the reality that says that while that butterfly may be able to fly and that butterfly may be beautiful and unique, there is no way that I could see myself going from crawling to flying. You see, at that time, I had no place to laugh or judge the caterpillar, While on the surface, it was silly to think that the caterpillar could deny what we know is its inevitable fate. I took for granted that it might be possible that not even the caterpillar knew what it had the potential to become. Just like some of us. So how could I judge this poor caterpillar? I mean, I didn't know it. Who's to say what caused this caterpillar to adopt its I can't believe system? Who's to say what this caterpillar had experienced in the past to cause him to believe that making small gains by inching and crawling on the ground was good enough for him? That remaining on the ground was safer than growing wings and soaring. I mean, let's be honest, soaring after spending your entire life on the ground can be scary, especially if you've never seen anyone around you fly or soar that high. Could it be possible that maybe, just maybe, the caterpillar didn't suffer from fear at all, but rather suffer from the crippling limitations that result from being underexposed? And nobody the caterpillar knew or had ever grown wings or left the ground themselves, which made it difficult for the caterpillar to believe that it was safe or even possible for him. So instead of dreaming believing or expecting the inevitable fate. He chose to discount the possibility altogether and settle for what he knew and what was comfortable, which would ultimately explain why the only other creature that heard what he had to say was the other caterpillar that crawled on the ground next to him, adding to the repetitive cycle that he suffered from. Because the truth is we often have the tendency to hang around and associate with those who suffer from our same issues You see, like that caterpillar, we all come to a point in our lives where 
we have to decide whether to remain the inchworms that intercross the ground or evolve and grow wings and fly beyond our limitations and comfort zones. But it only happens when we change our mind and make the decision to rise. You see, our environment and associations play an important role when trying to go from one level to another. It's important that we pay close attention to what and who we allow ourselves to be exposed to during this time. Because whether we believe it or not, the things we grant access to have the power to influence not just our thinking, but our destiny. Even scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's why what we think about, who we think we are, is so important and must be protected at all costs. And this is where the struggle lies for many of us. I, I, I won't even lie to you. I won't even fabricate it because there may be family and friends who raised us or who may have connected with us in one season of our life when we were young, naive, down, broken, or insecure, and they made us feel comfortable with our pursuit to just inch along the ground. But it looked normal to them too, so it didn't ruffle any feathers. But now that no longer seems to be enough for you, no, you're starting to see that it's possible to lift your head above the blades of grass that kept you staring at the dirt. And you have finally realized that the reason your wings have been slow to grow is because you have allowed your inner circle to influence and talk you out of flying. And don't get me wrong, it's not that those in that circle were all bad people. In fact, they were amazing for you at that time and in that season in your life. But now you're starting to see that they no longer fit you in and where you're going, but eventually your wings are going to sprout. And one thing you have never seen is a butterfly spending its life crawling on the ground, casually inching next to a caterpillar. Because it's not normal. That's why. It, and it goes against the, nor the natural order of evolution. Yes, the butterfly may come down to rest itself, but soon it's up and off again. I have found in my own life that the greatest contaminators on the mind and destiny is negative thinking, falling victim to the negative opinions of others, fear and comparison. So to avoid contamination, we must shut down completely and lock out each of these from having access to our mind. You see, before a caterpillar can evolve and become a butterfly, it first must be isolated inside of a cocoon. A cocoon is a silky case spun by the larva of many insects for protection in the transformation stage. Inside the cocoon, the caterpillar goes through a metamorphosis, a metamorphosis that nobody outside of the cocoon can see at the moment. The first sign to know that you are in your cocoon stage is that the things that used to excite you, give you comfort, motivate, or inspire you, they no longer do. As a matter of fact, they now leave you feeling empty on the inside or un unproductive. I remember there was a time in my own life where every weekend I was looking forward to going out, clubbing, partying, and having a good time. Well, I don't believe that there is anything wrong with doing any of that in moderation. It just stopped working for me. It certainly worked for a while. It allowed me to clear my mind and forget the worries I was presently experiencing. But once the music stopped, I still had to go home and face the same people, same issues and struggles that I had just spent three to four hours and money I did not have trying to forget. It was also in that moment that I realized that 90% of the reason I went out in the first place wasn't even because I wanted to do it, but it was because the people around me in my inner circle were doing it. 
so I felt obligated. Going out every weekend didn't make me smarter. It didn't make me more money. It didn't make me more creative. It didn't even build my confidence. And it certainly didn't make my problems go away. It just kept me distracted. It was at this moment that I realized that if I wanted something different, then I had to do something different. You see, in order to fly, you have to make the decision to do so. You have to change your mind. You have to come to grips with the fact that you aren't like everyone else. You are like that soaring butterfly. You have your own unique color. You have your own unique design, your own gifts, your own talents. You have your own story to finish. Don't allow yourself to stop in the middle of your story because you don't have the reference or the experience on how to go from point A to point B. Don't talk yourself out of that burning feeling that you have on the pit of your stomach. That feeling that says there is more for, for me. There is more for me to do. There is more for me to accomplish. But it can only happen when you decide to change your mind, environment, and speech. Well, I hear you thinking. You're saying, Jermichael, I, I, I can't just up and move to another city or change my environment. No, but you can control who has access to you. You can't change your family, but you can change how much you allow them to influence you and how much control you give them over your thinking and your lifestyle. You may not be able to avoid some friends and coworkers, but you can avoid being the listening ear and dumpster that they choose to use to pour negativity into by simply hanging up the phone or changing the subject. You see, the mind is like a computer. If you type wrong information into a computer, then wrong information comes out. But if you put good information in, the good information comes out. We become what we consume. So before I leave you today, I want to give you six steps to help you change your mindset and go from crawling to flying. Step number one, develop and observe the habit of self-talk. The conversation that we have with ourselves is the direct result of our current mindset. If we tell ourselves things like, I'm not smart enough, I give up, this is too hard, I can't do this, I screwed up, or I'm a failure, then that will eventually become the reality and direction in which our lives begin to go. But if we choose to say things to ourselves like, I'll try another approach, I just have to give this a little more time. If we ask questions like, what am I missing in this situation? What can I learn and do differently? How can I learn from others? You have to remember that our attitude determines our altitude. Step number two, determine the mindset you need and act as if you have already mastered it. Decide on a goal that you want to accomplish and then ask yourself, what mindset do I need to have to achieve this goal? What mindset do I have to have to be successful in this area? For example, Let's say that your goal is to be one of the best athletes in the world. Find you an athlete that has already proven to have been this and study them. I always like to use Kobe Bryant as an example. Everybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge LeBron James fan, but I respect Kobe Bryant on another level. Not for his game, although he was great, but I respect him for his mentality, for his mindset, the way that he thought. You may know this mindset as the Mamba mentality. The Mamba mentality said that no matter how many times I fail, I'll try again. No matter how challenging the challenge is, I will give my all. 
The mentality that says that when other people quit, I go an extra mile. It was this Mamba mentality that allowed him to be an all-star, that allowed him to be a championship player, that allowed him to be a, a player that in a just few months we're going to be inducting into the NBA Hall of Fame. It's what made him great. It's what separated him from the regulars and the exceptional. Step number three, learn and apply. Never stop learning. Read as many books from great thinkers to understand and adapt their thinking and lifestyle. Take online courses, attend events, find a life coach or a mentor or someone you look up to who you can study and who can give you advice when you need it the most. You see, I always say that every student needs a teacher because once you learn, the next step is to apply. Apply what you've learned. And after you apply and you see that it's working, then you become a teacher. Teach someone else. Because that's truly the only way that we can keep knowledge and wisdom from ever fading away. Step number four, surround yourself with people that match your desired mindset and destiny. You see, it's easier to adapt a new mindset when you see that it's already working for other people. Learn how they think, adapt their daily habits to match your daily habits. You see, one of the goals that I had for myself was to lose weight, to start working out to become someone who actually liked going to the gym. So the only way I could become that person was to find someone who actually liked going to the gym. And so I found someone and I asked him, how do you do this? What, what makes this a consistent thing in your life? And they told me, well, I have a routine. I wake up every morning and it's the first thing I do. I go to the gym, I work out, and then I start my day. Well, then I asked them, what time do you work out? And they told me four o'clock in the morning. When they told me that, I almost said, forget it. I don't even want to do it anymore. But then I had to realize that that was the same mentality and thinking that kept me and got me where I was at that moment. And so I made up the decision that I was going to start working out at 4 a.m. And I did it. And the first week, it was difficult. The second week was even harder. But by the third week, I had done it so much and so consistently that it felt weird when I didn't wake up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym. You see, you have to train your mind. You have to create a habit, a daily routine that eventually begins to serve you. The fifth step to changing your mind is to create new habits that support your mindset. You see, it can be difficult to start new things and remain consistent. So if you find yourself starting something new, be sure to write it down and keep track of your accomplishments. This will serve as a motivator to keep you on track as well as see how far you have come. Because the one thing that we all love to see is results. And so that's what I did. I pulled out my phone and I began to take notes. Every time I did something new or I accomplished something that I didn't believe I could accomplish before, I took notes on it and I just wrote it down. And then there were days where I felt like I can't do this anymore. Well, I simply opened up my notes and realized I've done it before. I can do it again. And finally, the last step and the most important step is to jump out of your comfort zone. Intentionally find things and, and place yourself in situations that challenge you and leave you with no other choice than to rise to the occasion and upgrade your mindset. Situations where surviving becomes necessary. Take a moment. Ask yourself right now. 
what situation can I put myself in that will require me to operate with a higher level of consciousness and thinking? You see, the idea is to engineer your environment, to train your brain. You see, there is nothing that you can't do. It does not matter where you come from. It does not matter how many degrees you have or don't have. Nothing is impossible for you. The very word impossible broken apart says I'm possible, which simply proves that in order to go from impossible to possible, all we need to do is break away. Break away from negative thinking, break away from negative people, negative environments and negative habits that, that keep us grounded, staring into the dirt. Remember, you don't have to be confined or defined by the past limitations or old mindset that you once had. You have the ability to recreate your story. But it all starts with the power of a changed mind. Listen, I love you and I am your biggest fan. Until we link again, don't forget to decode your greatness.